Within the consciousness of each and every one of us resides the eternal and sacred soul. By awakening to our soul and striving to live in alignment with our soul's purpose, we can live extraordinary lives beyond conditioned limitations to pursue a life of healing, intentionality, and connection. Join us, your co-hosts, me, Katrina Slade, and Jennifer Helwing, as we explore and discuss this path of living in alignment with the sacred soul. In this podcast, we endeavor to inspire and empower you through individual and collective healing of the feminine. We are here to honor our oneness, celebrate authenticity, and deepen our connection to our beautiful planet Earth. This is the Sacred Soul Podcast. Welcome back to the Sacred Soul Podcast. In this episode, Jen and I are talking about embodied spirituality. So it's part two of a recording of an episode we recorded earlier about the chakras. And we'll be talking about the upper chakras today. So that includes the heart chakra, the throat, the third eye, and the crown chakra. It's very interesting when we start talking about these upper chakras in the context of embodied spirituality, because if you've listened to that episode, then you remember me talking about how it's all about energy flowing. And so we do have a lot of the times our biggest, we call them wounding or blockages, are usually in those lower three chakras. And so it's interesting because when those are blocked, sometimes what can happen is we see an overactive happening in the upper chakras. So it's kind of like we have a certain amount of energy flowing, and if some are blocked or closed off, then we're going to have an excess or an overabundance of energy in the upper chakras. So what I was talking about in the last episode about embodied spirituality was I talked about this concept where if you have wounding or you have blockages in your lower chakras, that would kind of look like somebody who didn't really want to be here. They didn't really want to be on earth. They didn't really want to be in their community. They didn't really want to be in their life. And they're feeling really detached and really disconnected. And so a lot of the times people who feel that way will start seeking spirituality and start seeking higher practices and they will be drawn to that feeling of bliss that comes from meditation, of course. And so sometimes what can happen is we will be chasing this feeling of bliss and this feeling of oneness without really healing and without really integrating back into our lives. And so when we can heal those lower chakra wounds, then the upper chakras also can become more healthy and more open and more awake in a way that is balanced rather than a way that is excessive. So we're going to kind of go in depth in that today a little bit and talk about what overactive looks like, underactive looks like. But I always like to, Katrina, I don't know about you, but I always like to see the chakras not as like separate energy centers, but as kind of parts that all work together and all flow together. And so it can be really interesting to see how, you know, one blockage in one will kind of affect another one. Or, you know, usually if there's a blockage in one, then there'll usually be an excess in a different one. And so we can kind of see that as a whole energy system, a whole system of flow. Yes, a lot of them are connected too, right? Like the root chakra is connected to the crown and then the sacral is connected to the third eye and and they're interconnected. You can't separate them, honestly one by one you can't you can't separate them but we can discuss them separately (laughs) but there's no way physically to like they're all impacting each other and the whole it's just parts of a whole exactly exactly yeah and before we get into our conversation i just want to take a moment to recognize that the word chakra is from eastern spiritual teachings, including Hinduism and Buddhism. And it really just means wheels of energy. We just want to acknowledge that, that when we're speaking of all these things, it's thanks to these ancient civilizations and cultures who have brought them to our awareness. So with that said, let's get into discussing our chakras. Thank you so much for that acknowledgement, Katrina. I appreciate that too. Um, And so one thing that you were talking about was the different connections between. And so 
If you guys are listening to this, I do recommend listening to our other episode first so that you have a little bit more of an idea about embodied spirituality and how we were talking about the lower chakras. So if you can go back and do that first, then I do recommend that. Um, And if you've already listened to it, then that's great. And we will get started by talking about the heart. Yes. So the heart chakra is obviously in the heart space. And Jen, can you tell us a little bit about that? Hmm. The heart chakra is my favorite. It's my favorite. I could talk about this (laughs) for a long time. (laughs) Um, It's really, it's really interesting because we do have, there are so many layers to this, right? We do have this human heart this human heart that loves and is emotional and has all these feelings. And then we have this higher heart. And so when we talk about the heart chakra, we're speaking of this higher heart. And so what can happen is um, if there's like blockages or if there's suffering, especially grief, especially emotional pain and suffering, it kind of creates a heaviness in that space or it can create a blockage in that space. And what will often happen in that time is we see energy going out into the different areas that should be in the heart. And so we see um, an example of this is when we say somebody is really in their head, they're not in their heart, they're not in their body. And so we can see that as an example of a closed heart, somebody who's always in their head, they're really out of touch with their emotions, or they like to over-intellectualize everything. So they'll over-intellectualize their own emotions, their own selves, um, instead of just letting themselves feel. And so the most simple thing that we can do actually when we're working on healing our heart, because by the way, everybody on this planet needs to heal their heart, 100%. This is not like some people, this is everybody. And so one of the things you can start doing is just letting yourself feel, giving yourself permission to feel what you feel, because we can feel that and we can move through those emotions instead of trying to analyze them or think about them or try to, you know, sort them out in our heads, but just letting ourselves feel. And so that's kind of a coming back home to the body. Now, I believe that there's a connection, a channel between the root, heart, and crown. And I believe this channel, this energetic channel, is where we have our energy from the earth and from the cosmos. The cosmos. Yeah, I like that. So we have this channel is where we get our energy from. So we get our energy up through the root from the, from the earth. And then we get our energy down through the crown from the cosmos. And so when those two channels are open, that energy gathers and centers in our hearts. And it helps us to live in a way that is both grounded and connected. So we are embodied and we are spiritual at the same time. We are human and spiritual. Thanks for explaining it that way, Chen. I think that's really interesting to see the visual of like the energies coming up from the earth and down from the cosmos and meeting in the heart. Um, it's sort of like the center of our being. Yeah, exactly. And um, when you were talking, it made me think, I think a lot of people do over-intellectualize their feelings, but also a lot of people are numbing and ignoring their feelings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you want to comment on that in terms of the heart? Yeah. That's just a different way that we're blocking ourselves in that area. We're disconnecting, mm-hmm. right? And so um, I will explain all of... I like to explain all of the energy centers, all of the chakras in this particular way where it's all about connection. So if you can think of it in this way, I'll try to simplify it for you guys. But if you can think of it in this way is that the purest meaning, the purest representation, the purest energy of all of our different chakra points is our spiritual state. So we have like the spiritual state of the root, the spiritual state of the heart, spiritual state of the crown, right? So this is what you would say when they're open, when they're healthy, when they're whole. And it's not anything we have to do. It's not anything we have to strive for. It's something that is innate. It's something that is our truth. And it's something that is our connection to ourselves, our connection to our spiritual selves, if that makes sense. And then anything else, so any kind of thing where we have a blockage or or overactive, underactive, whatever, I like to call that a disconnection. So we are disconnected, okay? So if we take that concept and we bring that to the heart, for example, the heart in its true essence, the the heart chakra, it represents this unbroken love, this unbroken divine love that we are in the heart. 
And this state is not overly emotional, overly like crying, happy, sad, all these things. It's actually more of a sense of inner peace. So the heart actually is where we hold our sense of inner peace, our sense of equan. How do I say this? Equanimity. Equan- equanimity. <laughs> I always can't say that word. <laughs> this in the heart is where we hold our sense of equanimity. Yes. And balance. And it's, it actually is emotional balance. It's that inner peace, mm-hmm. right? And so if we are, we are disconnected, we can be disconnected in one of two ways. On one hand, we can be disconnected where we are overly emotional. We are very upset. We are easily hurt. We feel like we're always on the verge of crying or always on the verge of having a very emotional reaction to something. We have, oh, too much energy. It's, it's disconnection in that overactive state. And then on the other hand, we have the opposite, and it's a disconnection in a suppressed state, like you were saying, Katrina. Mm -hmm. So in this state now, we are closed off. We are emotionally detached. We crave solitude because it's painful to be around others. We want to shut out the world, and we want to shut out ourselves. We're disconnected from our sense of inner peace, and we start to feel very resentful, judgmental of the world, of ourselves. And so that's, it's creating a big wall between us and that inner peace, that true boundless love that we hold in the true heart center. And another way that this disconnection can show up in the heart is the people who are always busy. You know, they're always mm-hmm. keeping busy, doing things, going out, busy, busy, busy. And to me, that seems like they're not connecting with their heart. They're not connecting with their true essence. Yeah, because they're not at peace. So you can see how somebody who's very busy all the time, they're not at peace mm-hmm. with themselves. They're not at peace with the world. There's this constant sense of, I'm not okay, I'm not okay, I'm not okay, I'm not okay. And it's that motor, that mm-hmm. driving force in the mind of, I'm not okay, I'm not okay, I'm not okay. I have to make money, I'm not okay, I have to do this, I'm not okay, I have to do that. And it's this loss of that sense of everything is okay everything is perfect I'm at peace with myself I'm at peace with the world yeah yeah what I really recommend is to find those moments find and focus in on those moments where you do feel at peace where you feel at peace with yourself and with everything around you and so that might be a brief moment in the morning or might be a brief moment when you're walking in nature or something like that focus on that moment and see how that feels in your heart. So for some people, these moments of peace might be very hard to find, very hard to come across. You can find that in meditation. You can find that by focusing on your breath for three breaths. It's a sense of everything is okay. Everything is okay. And so that's how we can start to open and awaken that heart. We're letting go of that sense that everything is not okay, that there's suffering, that there's all these things. And we're not denying the suffering. We're not denying that there's pain. We're not denying that we need money. We're not denying any of that, but we can have all of that. And we can also Mm -hmm. know that everything is okay. So it's kind of a yes and sort of moment with the heart. Yeah. I was, I was experiencing that last night. I told you Jen before our recording that I was having an emotional evening last night and I was aware that I was being reactive to the situations and I was also aware that I was going to be okay, Mm -hmm. that this is part of the divine plan for me to learn certain lessons, Mm -hmm. but I was still emotional. And so I took a bath and I was gazing into a candle and that calmed me so well. And I felt so at peace, just like listening to chakra music in the bath, gazing at the candle. And I was not, I was intentionally trying to not bypass my feelings because that happens a lot in the spiritual space. Mm -hmm. Um, People are like, oh no, if I have a negative feeling, I'm manifesting something negative. And that's not really true because we're human and we have to experience human feelings. But just giving myself that time to feel what I wanted, what I needed to feel, like to get it out of me and also to like ground and center me in that moment of just gazing into the candle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love how you said that. It's, it's a moment where we can feel what we're feeling and let ourselves feel what we're feeling. 
but we can also understand that it's part of a greater plan and that it's all happening for us. And we do that with gratitude. We do that with like a higher understanding, with a higher knowing, like you said. I think I like to see the heart as the center of understanding, mm. whereas the mind is the realm of knowing. And so we don't always have to know everything, but we can understand. And so understanding is a little bit more faith. It's a little bit more subtle. It's a different way to approach life and everything. Um, and so we can learn to let go of our need to know the answers, let go of our need to know everything and just tune into our understanding instead, our higher wisdom, our understanding that everything is okay, that everything is happening for us, that there's a divine plan for us, that everything is beautiful and everything is unfolding the way that it's meant to, right? That's the heart mm -hmm. energy. That's that open-hearted energy. And uh, yeah, and so again, that also relates to how we deal with people in our lives, right? We don't have to try to know exactly why all the people in our lives do all the things that they do. We don't have to know exactly where they're coming from and why they're doing this and all this stuff. We can have that um, ability to say, if that person was me, if I was living that life that that person is living, I would probably react the same way. And so we can use that to facilitate more understanding and more compassion for others. And so really, it's through that window of understanding that we have compassion that we have faith, that we have all of these things yes. that the heart can bring to us. So would you say, like you mentioned the higher heart, would you say that's sort of our connection, where our connection is to our highest self? Or would you say that's in the third eye crown chakra? Hmm, that's a really, really, really good question. So I'm going to say two things. First, I know that some people in the spiritual community, they like to talk about two different chakras. Like they like to talk about the heart chakra and then the higher heart as a separate thing. I don't see it as that. I see it as the heart chakra is the higher heart and anything less than that mm -hmm. is just your human heart, if that makes sense. So yes. Um, and then what happens is when our hearts are fully, fully, fully open, we are our higher selves. Mm -hmm. We are embodying our higher selves. So it's, 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 it's not a connection, it's an embodying, it's a becoming. So when our hearts are wide open, we just are our higher selves. Mm -hmm. We can step into that energy of our higher self. We can step into the energy of being an enlightened being on earth. Enlightenment is not always a destination. It's actually something that you can step into and embody for a little while. It's something that you can come in and out of. And so like you have those moments where you see somebody and maybe they are homeless or maybe like they're suffering and there's just a part of you that just feels so much love and compassion in that moment you do have that higher heart you do have that higher self you are your higher self you are enlightened in that moment when your heart is wide open like that wherever there is no judgment there is no fear and wherever there is no fear there is love and that's the heart mm -hmm. right i believe it takes a lot of courage to to step into that yeah yeah it takes a lot of courage to kind of shed the conditioning, um, to go deep within yourself, mm -hmm. and to connect with your high, higher heart, you know, to really open. Yeah, I love that. So courage, the word courage comes from the word core, which means heart. Right. Yeah. Yes, that's the heart. That's the heart. You're so right. It's a very courageous way to live. It's a very courageous way to live because it's abandoning all fear, right? Like to let go of all your fear and live through the heart is I think the most courageous thing we can do, but also the most important thing we can do. That reminds me of one of my favorite quotes. I can't remember who it's by. I'm so sorry, but it's feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm -hmm. It's like you, like you can't really live if you're shrinking away from all the things that are fearful to you so exactly it's having that courage it's stepping up stepping into the embodiment of your highest self it's letting your heart lead the way instead mm -hmm. of your fear exactly that's perfect thank you for for saying that now we could get really spiritual for a second here there's an opportunity Ooh, what is it <laughs> there's an opportunity so i think maybe some of the listeners who are hearing this podcast right now have heard of this idea of the vibrations of the earth, the vibrations of the planet, and you know the levels of consciousness and things like that. So um, the stage that we've been at 
for a long time now has been um, in that a level of consciousness that sort of reflects that solar plexus energy. It's all about my will, my goals, me, 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 and it's very separated. And our planet is coming into a new phase, which is where the heart is ruling. So we're rising up now into this new vibration, which is the heart vibration. And so if you are somebody who's starting to open your heart, starting to live more courageously, live without judgment, follow your heart, follow your intuition, you are rising up and stepping into that vibration. And so the more that we are opening our hearts and starting to live through that vibration, the more we are participating in the supporting of that collective raising of the vibration. That's so interesting, Jen. That makes me think about how people talk about the new earth. Yeah. And it's really just our state of vibration, our state of consciousness, being open-hearted and living with love rather than how the the world has been living the last couple thousand years, you know, Um, like the egocentric me, me, me. um. Yeah, yeah. So the new earth is... It can be born in your heart. Yeah, exactly. That's perfect. You just phrased that perfectly. Thank you. (laughs) So talking about, again, these energetic channels, right? The heart is really activated and really opened when we are allowing ourselves to be rooted and connected through the root and through the crown. That's really how we're going to charge up the spiritual heart. And so... It's a combination of having that connection with the divine, having the connection with the universe through meditation and spiritual practices. And we'll talk about the crown in a, in a minute here, but also the root and being connected to this earth, being connected to the planet, being connected to this home that we live on and being conscious of that and being aware of that and being aware of the energy in everything, the energy in the food you eat. You know, the way that you're buying things or consuming things, just knowing where they come from and being aware of that and and your impact and everything too. So it's going to be, I'm here, I'm on earth and I'm committed to that and I'm conscious and I'm aware of that, but also I'm a spiritual being and I'm connected to that and conscious of that and aware of that. And so when you have that balance, that beautiful balance, you have this embodied spirituality where we can now embody our higher selves and walk through the path of the heart. So how would you suggest people go about healing their heart chakra? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be complicated. I think that sometimes the simple things are the most impactful. I would say that you should check your judgment. <laughs> That's the number one thing you can start by doing. Check your judgment. So notice Notice when you see other people. Notice when you are in a crowd of people. Notice what thoughts you're having about those people. Notice if there's any judgmental thoughts. And when you're talking to yourself, your own inner voice, notice if it's loving or if it's judgmental, right? Because judgment, remember I talked about the head versus the heart. Judgment is coming from the mind, coming from that center that wants to know everything and organize everything and sort everything as good or bad. So I really would encourage you to start trying to live your life with more understanding, more compassion for yourself, for others, for everything, and living with gratitude instead of fear. Simple. Yeah. You know, I've gone through many healing phases. (laughs) I'm currently in one. But a couple years ago, I was doing a lot of work on, I guess, the heart, like un. I I wasn't really aware, but I was sort of going through this heart healing. And a practice I had read about that really struck me that I ended up practicing was you just see yourself as one with all, right? Like we're all one. We're all connected on the energetic field. So when you are out and about, you see people on the street, you look at them with love and you say, there I go again, because it's like, that's you. Mm-hmm. That's me. Mm-hmm. We're all one. And yeah. we've all lived many, many lifetimes where we've incarnated in so many ways that we've all lived the full spectrum of the human experience. At least we will by the time we're 
done incarnating in these human bodies. But you see the other person or other people as you. And it's hard mm-hmm. because I'll see like an old man and I'm like, I don't have anything in, in common with this guy. But I was practicing this. You know, I look at him and I say, there I go again. And then I sort of just sent him a little blessing in my, in my mind. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. That's a great practice. Exactly. Just seeing that oneness and that connection rather than separation, right? Because love is the energy of connection and fear is the energy of separation. So anything you can do that brings you closer to connection. Yeah. That practice is like, sort of trying to strip away the judgment that naturally comes up because we've been conditioned to see people as the other. But another way you can sort of practice this is when you do find yourself experiencing judgment, you're seeing somebody, you're judging them. Most oftentimes that's really a judgment on yourself. It's a mirror. Mm -hmm. It's a mirror judgment. You're seeing somebody, you're judging them, but really it's because you're self-critical about some aspect of yourself. Yeah, definitely. So like in the past, I've shared on the podcast how I was triggered by women who were like very empowered sexually and I would judge them. Mm -hmm. But really it's because I have a wounding within myself that I am uncomfortable with and I don't want to go and examine it. And so I'm just blocking that and judging others. But it's really a mirror, right? Exactly. Exactly. We can't judge others without judging ourselves because we're all one anyways. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all that. So let's talk about, um, do you want to talk about the throat next or? Yeah, we'll just go in order. Okay. So we're going to talk about the throat next. Um, Katrina, do you want to share a little bit about this one? Yeah. So the throat chakra is something it's in the throat <laughs> and it's, it makes sense. It's associated with communication. So if you think about how we express ourselves, you know, with our voice, it's, it's based in the throat. So the throat chakra is associated with communication, self-expression, speaking your truth, also listening because your, your ears are kind of in that general area too. Listening and receiving other people's communication. A lot of people I find have a block there or a wounding and that can either come up as over excessive talking or excessive shyness and a fear of speaking one's truth, right? Mm -hmm. So here's an example. I was teaching a workshop and there was a woman who literally could not stop talking. And I thought it, she, she was an older woman and I thought she was just lonely, like maybe she was a single lady and she didn't have anyone to talk to. But at the end of the like three-day workshop, I found out she has a husband. And I thought, oh my gosh, she talks that much even though she has somebody at home to talk to. And I understood her throat chakra is overactive. It's excessive. There's too much energy pent up, built up in there. It's like, it's like a... You have a can of soda and you're shaking, 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 and you open it and it just bursts out, right? So it doesn't have anywhere to flow. When we're speaking from our hearts, then it's balanced. It's not excessive. When we're speaking from our minds, then it can be excessive like you're talking about. Yes. And I was just going to say, I feel like that that would be a block between the heart and the throat with this excessive over, over speaking, over talking. Exactly. Yeah. And I think we all know people like that. And it's like Jen was just saying about the heart, you have to understand, you know, be understanding and try to practice (laughs) non-judgment. Well, on the other hand, there's, I guess, deficient energy or, or not enough flowing energy in the throat. And that would show up as sort of meekness really shy of speaking your truth. Um, Sometimes people have difficulty even expressing themselves, like finding the right words, um, because they don't know how to say what they want to say. I think I've experienced this. This can come up, though, from different things, right? It can come up from childhood experiences. 
This is true for any of the chakras. It, your energy there can be affected by your past experiences. It can be affected by your current experiences, past lives. Like I've, I've had a block in my throat. I don't know if I should call it a block, but it's, it's where I hold all my tension. I don't know why, but when I'm stressed, my throat like clenches up <laughs> and it's really uncomfortable. And in my intuition development journey, I was learning about how to view past lives. And so I, I asked, okay, is there a reason that's from a past life why my throat feels this way so often? And I went into my past life and I saw I was a woman living in India. I don't know when it was, but I was living in a, you know, kind of like a shack in a mountainous area. And my throat had been cut out. I'm sorry. Let me start over. I was a woman living in India. I don't know when it was, but I was living in a mountainous area. And my tongue had been cut out by my husband because I had spoken up against him or I had spoken up and embarrassed him in public or I don't know what. But I literally had my throat cut out. I keep saying throat. My tongue cut out. And that silenced me. And at the same time, I understood that he, the husband in that lifetime was traumatized by toxic masculinity and the belief that the man has to have the power and that the man has to be a certain way. And he was also traumatized by this. So I'm sharing this because it made a lot of sense to me. And I think a lot of us have had lifetimes, especially women, had lifetimes where our voices have been suppressed, have been <laughs> taken away. Um, I mean, just look at, you know, that little mermaid, the little mermaid movie, her, vo okay. her voice is literally taken away. She trades her voice, her true voice for a life that she wants. The sea witch Ursula takes it. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just showing that our voices are sacred mm -hmm. and not expressing your true voice is causing damage to your energetic body. <laughs> I hate to say that, but it is, it's, it's blocking your true self from being, from shining, from sharing your truth. And that doesn't mean you have to go and shout from the rooftops or like post on your social media every single thing you're doing, but consider, am I, I guess, ask yourself, am I sharing my truth? Am I speaking my full expression? Am I holding back because I'm afraid? Am I holding back because of some trauma? And if you are... That's completely understandable. I think, honestly, a lot of us are. But there are ways to heal that, and that will lead to better satisfaction, better vitality, better energy flow. So, Jen, do you want to mention anything about the throat before we talk about healing? Yeah, so one thing that I see with people that I work with is what you're talking about, this throat block and sometimes how it shows up is, yes, a lot of the times we're not speaking our truth, but on another layer, it's like, I'm not living my truth. Yes. I'm not living my truth. And so it's funny because the neck really, to me, represents this idea of alignment. And so when I want to see um, the health of somebody's throat chakra really quickly, the question that I ask them is, do you feel like your life is in alignment with who you truly are? Oh, that's good. And if they say anything other than yes, then I know that there's some throat, there's some throat chakra stuff. That's good. And so a lot of this is about, yes, we start speaking our truth, but then eventually when we continuously start speaking our truth, we start to live our truth and we start to embody our truth and we start to 
let our lives be this expression of our truth. Our lives are this greatest story that we tell, right? And so when our lives become in alignment with who we truly are, then we are living our truth. So it's not just about your career, but it's also about how you are living your life, the lifestyle that you have, where you are living, who you are living with, what you are doing with your free time. It's sometimes it's how you're dressing and how you're expressing yourself in that way. And so all of these ways are the ways that we express who we truly are and, and have a life that's in alignment with who we truly are. Yeah. And like we were saying about the heart, I feel like you really need to have your open heart in order to have an open throat chakra. Like this is how the chakras work. You start at the root and your root has to have a strong foundation before you can, you know, go up and up and up with all the energy centers. So if you are having trouble with your throat, check in with your heart too. What's going on with your heart, you know? Definitely. So to heal the throat, um, I've had a lot of practice healing my throat chakra and I'll just give some suggestions. Anything that expresses your true voice, even if you're not expressing it to another person. So that could be journaling. <laughs> it could be automatic writing. It could also be painting, writing music. You know, this is, this is about self-expression. So any opportunity you have to practice self-expression, even if you're not sharing it with another person, this is going to be, you know, very supportive for your throat chakra. Some people need to learn communication skills, especially if they're in a relationship and they, they're, they're noticing that they're kind of lacking in some areas with communication. So working on your communication skills is going to be very supportive of your throat chakra, you know, and healthy communication. And... I've noticed that physically getting work done on my neck and shoulders is helpful, <laughs> like massage. Um, mm -hmm. I've had craniosacral therapy, which is just along the spinal, spinal cord. Um, anything that provides like care, comfort, nourishment to the throat is going to be helpful. Do you have any other suggestions, Jen? No, I think you said everything. Um, I personally love singing, chanting. Right. Those are the things that I go to to open my throat. Um, and just really, yeah, just really letting that heart energy come out my throat by making sure that everything I'm saying, everything I'm speaking, everything I'm expressing is a rep representation of my authentic self. Yes. So it's about authenticity. authenticity. And that reminds me, every now and then, if I'm driving by myself, I'll scream because I'll feel, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I won't just scream randomly. Like a primal scream? Yes. Is that what you're saying? It's like, I need to express my frustration or I need to express something that's pent up and built up and I haven't been able to express it yet. And if I'm driving, I'm all alone. Nobody can hear me. I'll just scream. And the other day I did that and I screamed so hard, but like my vocal cords were like straining really bad <laughs> and it felt so good. And I felt better after. I mean, it's not like the cure yeah. to solve all yeah. the problems, but it, it releases energy that needs to be released. So. Oh yeah. We have a lot of emotions trapped yeah. in our throat. Definitely. Yeah. So now we're going to get into talking about the third eye chakra and it's in the forehead. A lot of people say it's the pineal gland in your brain. Um, the third eye is really this, the seat of intuition. It's the seat of visualization, imagination. That's where that energy comes from within you. It gives you insight. It's where your dreams occur. It's where your vision, like you can have a vision for your future. You can have a vision for what you, your goals and your desires are. That's, that's all in your third eye. It's what you can see. And I also want to mention that intuition is not just seeing, right? Like your third eye is where you see clearly, but there's lots of different types of intuition. So like oftentimes I experience clear cognizance where I just sort of have a download and I know something. Sometimes I, I 
experience clairvoyance where I see um, things, but it's also not very clear. It's not like it's clear as like watching a movie or whatever. It's more just like I know what I'm seeing even though I'm not seeing it. Oftentimes mm-hmm. I experience clairsentience where I have sensations on my body or feelings that are indicating something that I'm picking up in my intuition. Um, also in the third eye is where you can experience thinking symbolically, um, metaphors, symbols. Yeah, the language of the subconscious mind. Exactly. Subconscious, right. It has a lot to do with your mind. Jen, would you say it's also where your mindset is residing or would you say that's in the crown? It's a very interesting question. So yes, we do have, although those energy centers are in and around our head, the typical mind that we think of, the, the typical conscious mind that we think of um, all day having our inner dialogue and all this stuff, it's actually a disconnection from our true mind. So what I'd like to say is the third eye represents the true mind, the true state of mind. It's clarity, wisdom, insight, intuition. This is our true mind. Everything else is just noise. So if our mind is really noisy, it just means we're farther away from that true state of mind, which is going to be clarity, which is going to be wisdom, which is going to be right. And so if we have a mind that is wise, that is clear, that is insightful, and of course our state of mind is going to be very positive. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah, it does. So let's also talk about mental health because... In the third eye chakra, there's a lot of um, instances where your mental health can be affected based on your energy there, your energy balance or the energy flow or the energy blockages in your third eye. So your third eye might be deficient if you experience a lack of imagination. Maybe you have difficulty visualizing things in your third eye, in your mind's eye. Maybe you have very rigid beliefs like black and white thinking. You're not open-minded. Um, it could be blocked, a blocked third eye or a deficient third eye. And Mm -hmm. on the other hand, excessive energy in the third eye chakra could show up in hallucinations or delusions or obsessions or even nightmares. And this can lead to some mental health challenges. So Jen, I, I'd like to invite you to share a little bit about that if you don't mind. Yeah, I can share on this. So I don't know how how many of you guys listening maybe know my story or have heard about my story, but I've gone through quite a journey with mental health. And so I've been there. I've been in that state that Katrina's talking about with delusions and hallucinations and things like that. So I've been in that state. I've been there. And it's very interesting, but what I like to, how I like to understand it is that all mental unwellness or psychological unwellness is going to be a state of disconnection from our soul. It's a disconnection from love. It's a disconnection from our true nature. And it's never your fault. It's never your fault. So it's a result of trauma and it's a result of intergenerational trauma and it's a result of a very unhealed world and it's a result of all these different things, but it's never your fault. It's just being human, I think. Yeah. It's our, yeah. our journey is to reconnect with that. So what I was saying about the true mind, the true state of mind, which is going to be that mind that is clear, that is clear seeing, right? When we're seeing clearly and we're seeing through that lens of wisdom, that lens of understanding, then we are seeing the truth and the truth is love. So when we're seeing anything other than love, when we're seeing fear and we're seeing suffering and we're seeing all these horrible things, we are in that state that is not seeing clearly. And again, it's not your fault. But that can manifest in different ways. It can manifest as racing thoughts, anxiety, a racing mind, right? This is a fearful mind. This is a mind that is always looking out for danger. Mm -hmm. So again, we have a lot of hallucinations and a lot of delusions are actually coming from fear, coming from a place where we actually are afraid for our safety. And so for myself, I remember my delusions and hallucinations were often about things that were coming to get me, things that were like that I had to be afraid of, it was very, I would describe as very paranoid. It was very, very, very paranoid. And so again, we can see that that comes from fear. The true state, so the true third eye, a balanced third eye, sees things clearly and therefore it does not see danger, it only sees love. 
because it knows that we're all one. And again, we go with the, you know, the oneness and all this stuff. So that's what would be balanced there. Does that make sense? So that's what I have to say about that and, and mental health. Yeah. And earlier we were talking privately about the connection between the third eye chakra and the sacral chakra. And so since you and I love to talk about the divine feminine, could you share with the listeners about how the energy in the sacral might impact the energy in the third eye? Yeah. So just to summarize here, you can kind of visualize this in your mind if you're listening. So we have these different channels in the body. So we have this, I like to call the divine feminine channel, which is the channel between the sacral and the third eye. And then we have the divine masculine channel, which is the channel between the solar plexus and the throat. Okay. Now these channels are opened when our hearts are opened. So when our hearts are opened and we're able to be in our higher selves, now we're able to hold divine energy and we're able to embody our divine essence, right? And so that can express depending on your vibe, depending on how you are as a different combination of these divine feminine and divine masculine energies. So the divine feminine one relates to that, that sacral and that third eye. And so when the heart is open, our sacral is the center of creation. And so what are we creating? We're creating from a place of love. We're creating more love in the world. We're creating joy. We're creating beauty. We're receiving all of that. We're just loving that and loving the world. And so that's that heart opening is now coming there. But then when we have that base, when we have that basis of that healed, that whole sacral that says, I love being in my body. I love being here on earth. I feel safe in my body. I feel safe in the world. I feel good to be in the world. I feel creatively empowered. Now that is acting like the roots that can support the tree for the third eye to open and blossom. And so now we have a visionary, an embodied visionary, right? So we have that third eye that's very visionary energy. Yes, we have imagination and yes, we have dreams, but what does it mean? Can we imagine, can we visualize a better world? Can we imagine and visualize a better version of ourselves? And then can we take those visions and bring them to life through our sacral, through our creation? And we're birthing that into the world. And so that's that divine feminine channel between the visionary, the intuition, the imagination, and then walking in that path and embodying that path and birthing that energy into the world. Thank you for sharing that. You're so knowledgeable. I love hearing you talk about all of this. <laughs> um, let's just mention some ways people might be able to heal any sort of third eye imbalance because yeah, that's something a lot of people might be interested in. So, of course, meditation, <laughs> practicing mm -hmm. meditation, practicing visualization, maybe just doing some guided meditations where you can visualize. Um, just It's like a muscle. You just want to practice it and practice it and practice it, and it'll get easier and easier as time goes on. And also try not to have self-judgment if you find it difficult to visualize or to connect with your third eye or with your intuition. I mean, there could be whole, there are entire courses about how to connect with your intuition, but um, just practicing that is a very simple way. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And when you're new to intuitive work, I'm going to say this about the heart and the third eye. So again, you know, I'm always talking about how everything relates and connects. It's true though. It's so true. The heart is like the center of all of it. <laughs> yes. So um, so if you're doing intuitive work and you're practicing intuitive work, a trap that a lot of people will fall into is this, I want to know the answers. I want to use my intuition to know answers mm -hmm. to things. And so one simple switch that you can do is instead of seeking to know the answers, seek to understand. So if you're practicing intuitive work and you're asking yourself, you know, should I do this or should I do that? Or is this a yes or is it a no? What you can ask instead is help me to understand the impact or the influence of these different decisions. Help me to understand from a higher perspective the impact of these different choices or different decisions and ask to be shown that from a higher perspective. That will help you. If you're struggling with the intuition, you're getting trapped in that yes, no, and, or, switch it to this, help me understand all mm -hmm. of it. Help me understand the higher perspective and that will help to unlock some of that third eye um, blockages. That's so good. I do that a lot in my readings 
for clients, they'll be like, I've had people ask me, should I leave my husband? And I'm like, whoa, this, like, you have free will. And I'm not going to tell you if you should or shouldn't, because even when I, even when I'm connecting with their guides and their Akashic records, they're not going to say yes or no, you should do this, you should do that. When I'm in the Akashic records or when I'm with their guides, I ask, what would it look and feel like if she um, made this decision? And then what would it look and feel like if she made that decision? And then I can share that with the person and, you know, it's, it's their, whatever decision they're making, even if it's not life-changing. Um, exactly. It, we all have free will. So it's, that's also another way, example of people having sort of black and white thinking like, mm-hmm. oh, should I do this or should I do that? And it's like, well, there's probably pluses and minuses to, to either choice and it's your free will. And there's no one person or one thing who can tell you what's right for you. Yeah. And there are no right or wrong answers, right? It's the way that you live your life is the way that you live your life. And when you are, when you have an open heart and an open sacral, and you're able to be this creator of your own life, be this creator of your own reality, that energy is going to drive you and flow through you. And it will just happen in a certain way and it will start to feel more intuitive and it'll start to feel more automatic. So again, if you're working on your intuition, maybe work on your heart, work on your sacral, right? Those are the things that are going to support that flowy kind of surrendered energy that you really need to have that fully awakened intuition. Yeah. Yeah. There's not many like concrete steps you can take to heal your third eye. It's really practicing but also like healing the lower chakras the chakras below it exactly yeah shall we transition to the crown yes let's talk about the crown um jen can you tell us everything you know about the crown chakra okay so so earlier when i was talking about those channels right we had the root heart crown kind of channel and all of that is sort of flowing together and it's supporting us and so I really see the crown, for me anyway, as where I get a lot of my energy from. I get a lot of my energy from the crown. And so that goes along with the saying, um, soul food, or like what would fill my soul up today? What would light me up? That, what I'm talking about, that's when the crown Mm. is open, when we're receiving that kind of energy. So I like to do that in the morning. I like to ask myself, what would really fill me up today? What would light me up? What would fill my soul up today? And when I'm doing that, I'm checking in with that channel, you know, where can I receive energy from my crown? How can I do that? And so sometimes it's walking in nature, sometimes it's swimming in the ocean, sometimes it's meditation, sometimes it's dancing. But when we have that channel open and we do feel like we are receiving this energy, this energetic charge, the soul light from the world and from everything around us and from the divine within and around and all of that, then we're tapping into that energy. And so sometimes I see people with a blocked crown and it can look like sometimes feeling tired all the time. Like I feel so tired all the time. I don't have any energy Mm. to do anything. Feeling very uninspired. Now again, Katrina, you said that with the third eye, feeling uninspired. They're kind of related, right? So it's the sense of like meaninglessness. Everything feels meaningless. I feel so uninspired. I feel like my life doesn't mean anything to me, right? So that would be a blocked crown. And that could be considered depression, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So depression could be caused by blocked crown chakra. A thousand percent, yes. Yes. Um, and so we need, to start, we need to start opening that up and learning to receive. Learning to, yes, when we walk on the earth barefoot, we are receiving energy from from our feet, from our root, but also we're opening our crown when we do that too, because we're, we're acknowledging and recognizing our connection with the earth. So anytime we're recognizing and acknowledging our connection or our oneness with something, we are opening that crown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so of course, um, blockages that I see with people that I work with, and I really love helping people through this is religious conditioning and how sometimes religious conditioning and religious, um, traumas can really block that because it makes us feel and this is this is some of the messaging in a lot of religions which is i have to deserve god's love i have to do something to deserve love to deserve redemption or or forgiveness or whatever that is and so that 
that messaging that you do not deserve love, that you are not connected, that you have to somehow earn something is so damaging to the crown. It makes us feel Mm -hmm. cut off, right? Of course, if we feel like we can't deserve, we're not worthy of something, then we feel cut off here. And this can happen sometimes too with the modern spiritual stuff. Katrina, you were talking about this earlier with me um, about how there's some wounding happening where people are being told in the spiritual community that if you're not happy enough all the time, then bad things are going to happen to you because you're now attracting all this bad energy, right? This is the same thing. This is a negative conditioning that is going to block your crown. Right. Because it's very black and white thinking. It's very close-minded. Yeah. It's very damaging. It's a misunderstanding because your vibration is not determined by what you feel. It's determined by how you are feeling it. Yes. So you can feel sadness. You can feel sadness. You can feel angry. You can feel all these things. But how are you feeling it? Are you letting that get you down? Are you letting that be the be all end all? Or are you going into those feelings and letting those feelings be your teachers? Are you letting them be your guides? Are you letting them be your healers? Are you letting it open you up? Are you letting it change your perspectives? Are you letting it, you know, guide you somewhere higher, Mm -hmm. right? So our feelings can be these beautiful vessels that can carry us home to that connection, to that divine, to our hearts if we let them. And so it's not about what you feel. It's about how you're feeling it and how you're processing and how you're making space for your feelings. That is a high vibrational frequency. So you can be crying on the floor, but a very high vibrational energy if you're surrendered to the divine in that moment. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. You're so good at, at explaining all of this. What are your thoughts on the crown? Um, I don't know. I just like, I know it's our connection to a higher power. Oftentimes I feel tingling on my crown. I think a lot of people have a blocked crown because they're, I guess, in fear, perhaps in a past life. I always love talking about past lives. I bring them up all the time. But like I know somebody who um, had a reading with somebody else and she told me that her crown was blocked because in past life she's had a lot of trauma from her connection to a higher power because she was a spiritual woman in past lives and she was persecuted and like burned, you know, like witches and burning and it's the witch wound. I think Mm -hmm. that can show up in the crown too, but it's not only there, but there's a lot of reasons why there might be blockages in the crown. So how would we go about healing that? So again, Again, um, I really think that healing the root is actually the most wonderful place to start Yes, because we need to feel safe in the world. Mm-hmm. We need to feel safe being here and we have that sense of trust and we need to learn how to trust ourselves. We need to learn how to be on our own team. Mm-hmm. And as we start learning how to trust ourselves and as we start learning how to work on those, the roots of who we are. And so the roots of who we are to me means your fundamental beliefs your fundamental beliefs about yourself, your fundamental beliefs about the world, you start to change those and you start to heal that root. And so when you heal that root, you open the heart. And again, when you have an open heart and you start connecting through the heart, because we do, we connect through the heart to this plane. We connect through the heart to beauty, to, to nature, to people in our lives, to people in the world. And we start connecting more and more through the heart. Now we start to learn how to open the crown and feel that oneness and feel that connection. And so it can kind of happen in stages, but there's no right or wrong way to do that. I think that it's beautiful if it kind of all happens together. We start working on our sense of trust and our sense of self-trust. And at the same time, we can start working on our sense of faith and our sense of surrender. And so those kind of, those two things work together. And then we're Mm -hmm. opening the heart at the same time. And we're just opening up that whole channel coming through. Yeah. Um, there's actually a breathing exercise that I really like to do with that channel, the root heart crown channel, and I can share that with you guys. So yeah. what we do is we breathe in and we can st- we start this slowly. So we can breathe in and we imagine our breath coming in through the through the earth, up through our root. And eventually, you know, we fill the lower belly. Of course, you breathe properly. So you breathe into the lower belly first, then into the chest. And then at the very top of your breath, you imagine your breath going up into the cosmos and then when you exhale you feel like you are 
you imagine that you are receiving white light through your crown mm -hmm. as you exhale and that's being washed down through your body. And then again, you breathe in and you receive up from the earth and then you exhale and you receive down from above. And so you can do this breath and sometimes um, if you're not pregnant or you don't have any conditions, you can try holding the breath at the top and the bottom. And when you're doing that, imagining sort of your energy force going deeper into the earth in that moment and higher into the cosmos in that moment in those breath holds. And this can really help to on, a, on an energetic level to really open up that channel. That's beautiful. That reminds me of, I've been in a couple classes here and there where they talk about white light black smoke breathing okay <laughs> where you breathe in white light and then you release black smoke and it's like cleansing all of your energy but yeah. i like how you are t explaining how you can connect to the earth through your practice i really like that yeah because we are spiritual beings it's not something we have to try to do we are spiritual beings the hard part is how do we be spiritual beings and humans? How do we be spiritual beings and be here and live our lives? That's the oh, hard part. It's so hard. <laughs> Some people have it easier than others, but it, it, we're all learning. We're all growing. This is why we're here, right? Like we're not here just randomly. We're all here for a purpose. And the overarching purpose for all of us is to, to connect with our true self, to remember mm -hmm. our true soul and that we're all a part of the same whole. Yes. You know, this is probably super random, but I'm just going to say it. Um, <laughs> I've been thinking about that a lot, how we're all co connected to a bigger whole. Like, there's so many examples I can think of. Like, you know, the little, the little gut bacteria that are in our guts? Mm -hmm. Like they don't know that they're like, our body is their universe, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like they don't know what the rest of the world looks like. They're just doing their thing in there. And to us, like, it's kind of gross to think about it, but they're like little organisms that exist within us and we're their host. And at the same time, it's like, we are little tiny organisms living on the earth and the earth is our host. <laughs> and then that. the earth is a little tiny organism living in the galaxy. And the, the universe is the host. So you can go bigger and bigger and bigger and smaller and smaller and smaller. I was also looking at a plant I bought. I bought it at Home Depot. And it had little teeny tiny mites on it. And I was like, oh, oh no. And I was just thinking, I wonder what the world is like to those little tiny mites. They're almost invisible. But we're all, we're all connected. I don't know. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> I hear yeah. you. I hear you. I think about that all the time. I love that, that mantra, my body mm -hmm. is a universe or my body is the universe. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Because size is so relative. Size is meaningless, right? Um, I love watching those. Have you seen those videos on YouTube where it's like, yeah. and then this is the size compared to this. And then this is the size compared to that. And it like goes I out love into that. Space. Yeah. It's like <laughs> the known universe and it starts like at a point on earth and then it zooms out and then you see earth and then it zooms out and you see, and it keeps going and going and going. And that's just what we know. Like imagine all that we don't know. Imagine all the other universes that yeah. <laughs> like our universe is just one universe, right? There's probably many, many, many of mm -hmm. them. So it's like, it's like we our little speck, just like those little mites on the plant. And the universe is so vast that we could never possibly know the whole thing. It's the simultaneous understanding that we are nothing and yet we are everything, Yeah. right? It's that loss of self, but then a gaining of the all. That's really the process. Yeah. And it reminds me of something um, called existential depression. Oh. It's a kind of depression that happens when we feel... Like we can maybe have an awakening or sometimes this happens to people when really big, horrible things happen in their lives that are just beyond comprehension and it really throws us into the spiral of everything is meaningless. Everything is meaningless. And it can be scary because we feel like we're losing ourselves. It is. But we can see that as an opportunity to, again, lose ourselves, but then find ourselves again in the all. And so if mm -hmm. you've ever struggled with existential depression, which I have, 
the best thing we can do is just to heal our hearts and to just get excited again about being in that oneness because there's that loving energy that's waiting for you with open arms if you're just Mm -hmm. willing to surrender into it and soften into it. Exactly. Yes. That's a good place to end, I think. Okay. (laughs) Ta-da! Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay. Well, I think that concludes our episode of the upper chakras. So thank you guys so much for listening. We hope that you took away something interesting from this. And don't forget to rate and review and subscribe our podcast. It's growing. We're continuing. And we're so excited to see so many people listening. And your listening really means a lot to us. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you're interested in learning more or connecting more with some of the themes we've discussed, we invite you to join us in our sisterhood containers. They're like women's circles, but they go so much deeper and it's going to be so amazing to connect with each other. So we invite you to find out more at our Instagram. You can find us at Sacred Soul Healing Co. And if you want to connect more with me and learn more about what I offer, you can find me on Instagram, Katrina Slade Artist Intuitive or katrinaslade.com. And if you're interested in finding out more about me and how we can work together, I empower people to heal their own wounds and rise into their soul's true calling. You can find me at moonpathwellness.com or at wellnesswithjen on Instagram. Thanks for listening.